Insightful Podcasts by Informative Hosts. Insights into Things, a podcast network. Welcome to Insights into Entertainment, a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Your hosts, Joseph and Michelle Whalen, a husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics, are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom. Welcome to Insights and Entertainment. This is episode 53, Shrinking Kids growing prices. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, and my versatile and creative co-host, Michelle Whalen. <laughs> it's always it's always interesting to hear which adjectives you will be. Could you tell I'm running out of adjectives? Uh, can you tell we need to play Mad Libs a little more? <laughs> the green and happy... <laughs> Well, you're purple today. The purple and ghostly. That's the what you are. Purple and ghostly. There you go. Uh, so today on uh, Disney Detective, we will be talking about some Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot news. Um, as t- as suggested by the title, Disney's raising ticket prices unjustifiably once again, which is a very Disney thing to do. Then we have some touching news of uh, uh, Tinkerbell nature that we'll talk about. Mm -hmm. Then in our newly christened segment, Star Wars Insights, since we've had so much Star Wars news. Or until we call it something else. Until we come up with something better, yeah. Um, We have some flashbacks for Samuel L. Jackson and a major Darth Vader bombshell to talk about. And then in our entertainment news, we have some Stranger Things news to talk about. And we get our first look at Robert Pattinson as Batman. I have to say, you know, not to spoil the segment or anything, but he's not bad looking as as Batman. No, not at all. Not at all. Then we will finish up with uh, a couple of off-the-wall, out-in-left-field picks of the week, I think. Yep. Uh, Kind of outside of our normal comfort zone. Mm Mm-hmm. So, shall we get started? Sure. All right. Go for Disney Detective. So this was kind of heartwarming to to hear. Uh, Rick Moranis will be returning after a 24-year acting hiatus to star in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids reboot. Uh, Rick Moranis, obviously, for those who are fans of the original, starred in the 1989 classic, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And then there was... Oh, my God, it was that long ago? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And then in 92, there was the sequel, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids. And then there was actually a 1997 direct-to-video sequel, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves. Um, so the reboot is going to take place decades after the first with, uh, Josh Gad starting, starring, sorry, as Wayne's grown up son. Uh, Gad actually had tweeted the news expressing how happy he was to see Moranis back on screen and starring with him. Uh, 
to quote him, he said, to say it is a dream come true to once again see Rick Moranis on the big screen is an understatement of the decade. But to say I get an upseat view of him returning to play one of the most iconic roles in the uh, is the understatement of the century. Welcome back, hero. Um, the first movie, obviously, for those that might not have seen it, follows Wayne Zielinski, who's a scientist who accidentally shrinks his kids and the neighbor's kids. And basically the kids are, you know, uh, going around their backyard, really, and trying to, you know, find their way. That would um, be a cool area to, to do in <laughs> Disney. You know? mm, they should really do a playground do like that. that. <clears throat> <laughs> so the, mo- uh, the new movie is set to recreate the premise where uh, Josh Gad, who is playing Nick Zielinski, accidentally shrinks his own kid, setting up the new story. And you know why they got Josh Gad to play? Because he does everything. Well, no, because Wayne Johnson was already doing something. <laughs> So it's either Wayne Johnson's and everything or Josh Gad's and everything. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, that would have been interesting to see him as, well, he's already doing the, the Jungle Cruise movie. So yeah, he's, exactly. You know, so exactly. he can't do too many, uh, too many um, Disney movies. Um, so this is actually the first on-screen role for Moranis in 24 years after he decided to take a step back following his wife Anne's tragic death. Uh, the actor lost his wife, who was a costume designer, back in February of 1991 to breast cancer, um, and they had two children. So he kind of slowly left public life to focus on being a single father yeah. and just never, you know, he said he never really retired. It just kind of, Yeah, he'd make you an know, appearance here and there yeah, and stuff, but, for but no, overall, no big You know, he said, I took a break, which, you know, turned into a much longer break, but I'm interested in anything that I you know, would find interesting. And I still get the occasional query about a film or a TV role as soon as one comes along that piques my interest. Um, obviously his return comes months before the new Ghostbusters movie afterlife hits theaters, which was obviously another film franchise that he was part of. Um, but he actually won't be part of that movie, uh, to quote him from a 2015 interview. Uh, he said that I wish them all well, um, I hope it's terrific, but it makes no sense to me why I would do one day of shooting for something I did 30 years ago. Um, while obviously he left to focus on being present for his children, he didn't express regret at his decision. He said, I was working with really interesting people, wonderful people. I went from that to being at home with a couple of little kids, which is a very different lifestyle, but it was very important to me. He added, I absolutely have no regrets whatsoever. My life is wonderful. Um, so it'll be cool to, you know, to, to see him back, you know, on the screen and, and, you know, I remember obviously watching, you know, watching it as a kid, uh, you know, I don't think we've ever shown it to, to our daughter. So it'll be a interesting movie to, to bring back, you it'd know, be, for, probably for be her. A good, so, uh, a good family movie night thing to see mm-hmm. the original before we go to see this. Yeah. Yeah. So good for him. Glad good. he's, and he's, a, glad he's, he's such a nice actor. Mm-hmm. You know, he's so yeah. gracious. Uh, and, and he's, he's a good actor, you know, mm-hmm. when he plays characters, he, he, immerses himself in the mm-hmm. characters that he plays and he doesn't yeah. so which is why he was such a good fit for this role to play this this dad this because dad yeah it was a role he had recently taken on in real life mm-hmm. yep. and he really embraced it and and you know did a fantastic job with it so it should be good to see him 
Doing it again. Yep. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, look at that. Disney raising prices again. Let's talk about that because we never talk about that. No, this never happens. So Disneyland, not Disney World, Disneyland in California has increased its prices again with tickets now costing up to $209. Wow. So the Disneyland Park in Anaheim has increased the prices of its day passes, annual passes, and digital max passes. Uh, Disneyland had introduced a five-tier pricing scheme that classifies tickets, uh, ticket prices as being peak days and off days, while the prices for tickets in low-demand days, such as midweek in March, didn't increase and have remained at $104 per day. Now, tickets for peak days, such as the weekends, increased by $5 from $149 to $154, where mid-tier prices of one-day tickets range from $114 to $139 just for one day. Um, but the most expensive ticket is the one-day hopper, which allows guests to visit both Disneyland and Disney California Adventure. Now, the cost starts at $159 for low-demand days, but goes to 109 on high demand days and those tickets were actually previously 154 and 199 respectively um so a spokesperson for disney uh in a statement said a visit to our parks is the best value in entertainment bar none and we offer flexible choices to enable families to choose what's best for them well, that's so that's, that was nice. They're doing it all for us, right? They're doing it all for, for us. And it's funny because, you know, we had talked about this and a friend of mine, a, a couple of friends of mine at work had talked about it because they're planning, they're both doing Disney World. Now, I haven't found anything about Disney World prices going up yet, but you know it's going to because of it, course. It always does because it's Disney and that and that's what they do. And, you know, in talking about it, you know, we were saying, yeah, okay, you know, how much does and and we even brought it up, too, um, because I think you had mentioned that there was an article um, that you read that kind of gave the comparison of, okay, well, if you go to a sporting event, right, right, you know, how much do you pay for seats for a sporting event that's only and that's the two thing. or so three they, hours? They they, <clears throat> uh, they took the assumption that the parks were fifteen hour um, events, and they said, okay, well, if you're paying a certain amount of money for a concert or right. a sporting event for three hours. Mm-hmm. We're going to take that price and apply it over 15 hours. Right. It's like, well, no, because it doesn't work that way because right. it's, it's a vacation, right? Right. But so. I, I could kind of, you know, I, I could I could kind of relate. And the other thing, too, is that with Disneyland, Disneyland isn't as much of a vacation right. destination as, I go say, to, Disney World is. If I go to Disneyland. Right. And a third of the park is shut down for construction. Oh, and I absolutely. Go, hang on. Mm-hmm. And I go to a sporting event and I go watch, you know, we're in the, the Philadelphia area. I go and watch the Eagles game. Half the Eagles game is not going to be shut down for, for construction. I right. can guarantee you that. Right. So I get a full dedicated three mm-hmm. hours of them putting on a show for me, whether it's a sporting event, a musical concert, whatever it is. Right. I get their full undivided attention. 
And I can't say I get that from Disney because Disney's no. constantly got services offline right. because I they're doing definitely, construction. I, I definitely agree with the, if you have so many things shut down because of construction, there should be some sort of, uh, you know, discounted ticket to that. Now, on the day-to-day basis... Things happen. Stuff shuts sure, down. I'll, so I'll that's give you that. right because you know I you know back in the day worked in an amusement park, you know in the amusement park industry, you know growing up, and constantly we'd get that complaint, you know, at guest relations. Well, such and such was shut down. I'm like, yeah, well, we had no control over that, and you know the ride was working first thing in the morning, and it I, shut I down. I agree. The, my point you know, is, you're you're comparing apples to oranges here. The oh, other problem absolutely. that I have is that okay. So let's say that that Magic Kingdom's a fifteen-hour destination. Mm-hmm. How many of those hours am I standing in line? Well, and that was the thing that we were talking that we brought up at at work was that okay, so for I'm there at the park for fifteen hours, but how many hours am right. I waiting on on a line? Hey, let's get on Peter Pan because it's always a ninety-minute wait. Right. So I'm waiting an hour and a half mm-hmm. to get on one ride. Right. And then you're going to try to compare this to a sporting event or a concert where I get to my seat and I get to see the whole thing in one sitting. Right. It's you're 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 way off base number 1 with that comparison. And number 2, they come up with this this excuse of well, we charge more during peak hours so that we can regulate the people in the park right. mm-hmm. when they don't regulate the people in the park. Right. And that was and that was the other thing is okay, so you're raising your price. Okay, so some people might decide not to go because you raised your price, but the other people are still going to go. Like when we were down in you know, in in Disney World for Christmas. That was their peak season. Tickets were $149 for one day. We knew we were only doing one day. And at first, I didn't want to do the park because I didn't want to spend $149 for the day. And then you were like, how could we be down in Disney and it's Galaxy's Edge and it's Christmas and ho, ho, ho. We, you know, and what did we do? We spent that much we for, did. For but see, the thing is, if you're going to use that as the logic, then park capacity can't be the same as it right. is any other time. Right. Because if you're charging twice the amount of money mm-hmm. to get into the park, then you need to let half the number of people in the park. Right. Instead, and that's right. What they do is they charge twice the amount, but they allow the same number of people to come into the park. <laughs> And it ruins the entire experience for everybody who's in the park. Right. And that's where, and, and we had that same kind of issue with New York Comic Con. They obviously oversold by so many, hey, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they obviously oversold, you know, the amount of tickets and they didn't have to. They could have said, we sell so many thousands of tickets per, you know, per day and that's it. Now, the the thing with with Disney and their park tickets is a lot of times you don't ne- unless you like when we bought our ticket because we were just going for the one day we had to specify what day we were buying our ticket for right but if you have an annual pass if you don't have a block you know a blackout date you can go whatever day you want if you buy a multi day ticket you know yeah Disney's gonna know over 
a certain amount of time how many people are going to go, but I, they're not going to know the exact, you know, number. Now, granted, you could not sell day passes, you know, for that day, but, you know, for them to say, oh, we can only let so many people in for per day, but if you already bought your ticket and you already, you know, have an annual pass, then how do you... You well, know, see, and I, I can understand the logic. Off, so the, I can understand that logic to a certain extent for safety reasons. Right. But when you're going to say, and you're going to claim that you're charging more money to deter people from coming, and you let still let the same number of right. people in the park, yeah, then you're not deterring. You're. It's a money right. grab. That's all right. it is. Because no other day throughout you know the year does Disney close Hit for capacity, capacity right. except for. New Year's Eve, and I can almost you know. guarantee you those that those capacity numbers are fire hazard numbers mm -hmm. that they have in there. Oh, I'm sure. And if Disney could cram more bodies in there and take more money for it, they would. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, prices going up in Disney because <laughs> you know they need it, right? Uh, so, what's our next uh, our next feel good so, story about so Tinkerbell? So here, no, here here is a really good feel good story, and you know, with with Valentine's Day that just passed and love in the air. Um, so Margaret Carey, who was the model for Tinkerbell, um, and is a Disney fan favorite, um, got married on Valentine's Day to a long lost love. <laughs> um, so she actually was the reference model for Tinkerbell in 1953's Peter Pan. Um, and she recently reunited with a lost love. And they actually, um, at the time when this article um, came out, they were actually planning on getting married in the spring, but they actually got married on Friday on Valentine's Day. Uh, so for Peter Pan, uh, Carrie was filmed uh, by special effects crews performing different scenes with oversized props to kind of get an idea of how to draw Tinkerbell and, and everything. Right, so right. she actually, you know, she didn't just sit there and, and, you know, look pretty. She actually did a lot of physical work to you know, to bring Tinkerbell, you know, to life. Um, she ended up, you know, working, uh, doing some films later on with Mickey Rooney and uh, Eddie Cantor. Um, she had roles in The Little Rascals and The Andy Griffin Show. Well, back in the 1940s, she and Robert had met. Um, hey! Yay, cheers! <laughs> <laughs> um, had met. Um, when he was a student in Southern California, at the University of Southern California. Uh, so they 